and welcome to another episode of The Uncommon Life. I'm your host, Stuart McConnell, and today I'm sitting with eight-time national Canadian boxing champion, Ibrahim Kamal. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much for having me in today. Uh, I, I want to start this one off a little bit differently. So, uh -oh. so I, I don't like boxing. Really? Yeah, yeah. So and and so so bear bear with me on this because I kind of blindsided you with that, right? Mm -hmm. So I never liked boxing, really. Like I thought, you know, it's just a bunch of people who want to go out there and just beat the shit out of other people, and it, and it's violent and it's this and it's that and everything else, right? Mm -hmm. I respect it because it is it is a sport, and and it does take a lot to do what you guys do. Mm -hmm. But then uh, I had a great chat with an amazing woman, your wife. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and just, you know, in a pre-chat, she was telling me about how she found boxing mm -hmm. and what boxing actually did for her and meant for her when she was in the ring. So she said when she was training, it was one thing. But when she actually got in the ring and faced somebody else for the first time, and what that actually did for her and, and, and how it feels for her to be in the ring doing that, I was blown away by that mm -hmm. because it was something that was, for me, it felt like it was almost an opposite mm -hmm. to what I had seen it as. And what I realized in that moment was that um, I was shutting down something that I actually didn't know anything about. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I also had the opportunity to talk to uh, an um, Irish boxing champion, former Irish boxing champion about it. And his perspective on it was also very different. So he said for him it was something that was more uh, primal. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, okay, so here's the, you know, here's the thug getting to beat the shit yeah. out of people. But, <laughs> but that actually wasn't it either. And he said it was, it was this, the, the, what he meant by primal was that it was a connection to uh, our uh, primal selves, where it's just us. Like it was just him and his own way of taking care of himself. Mm -hmm. against somebody else so against some some it's some opponent whether it's mm -hmm. uh a, a person or whether like it's a metaphor that. yeah yeah exactly exactly and i thought that's amazing mm -hmm. that's really very interesting and i thought wow like i've completely cut that cut that out just because it was like oh you know all all i saw was you know what you see on tv yeah these guys just hitting each other mm -hmm. instead of seeing all of this other piece behind it so what does it actually mean for for you when you're in the ring well um first i'd like to I actually totally agree with the that irish boxer they mentioned earlier i mean everybody has their own reasons for for boxing for competing and um you'll find varying reasons building self-esteem learning to defend yourself uh so on and so forth and I agree with him in a sense that um, even for me, growing up, I grew up in Libya. I was born in, in Canada, but my dad needed a job, so a friend of them got him a job at the university. So growing up there, um, me being half Egyptian, half Guyanese, mm. there was a lot of racism down there. I wasn't um, dark enough uh, like the other kids. Mm. So um, I kind of got uh, picked on quite a bit as a little kid. And my father, he boxed a little bit uh, in Egypt, and um, he taught me the basics. So 
before I even found a boxing career or knew a boxing gym or anything, just uh, the, the techniques was just purely for self-defense and self-confidence. So um, sure enough, as um, as the days, uh, as the years went by when I was uh, growing up in Libya, I was definitely able to take care of myself. And me being the oldest sibling, I had to take care of my brother and sister. Okay. So the problem with that in Libya, every other kid had an older brother. <laughs> so it's just a, a cycle. My brother would, uh, would get into a, a little uh, scrap, as you say, yeah. and um, he'll come running to me. Okay, I'll go take care of it. I'll. I'll handle it for, for my brother. And then that kid goes, brings his older brother, <laughs> and then gives it to me, and uh, the line ends at that. <laughs> I had nobody else to go uh, to call for backup. So. <laughs> and um, that's uh, my first introduction to boxing was um, just defending my, my brother, my sister, um, myself. Right. And I uh, came to Canada, um, found a boxing gym, and um, continued uh, in it. And, I actually found that I was pretty decent at it. So I started winning competition, getting um, these awards, uh, winning provincial championships, getting to represent uh, my province at the Canadian championships, winning that, representing Canada internationally. Yeah. So that um, just definitely boosts your confidence. You um, take everything with a grain of salt. And um, whether it's boxing or any other sport or anything, if you have confidence, you really don't care if... Um, any issues happening outside, whether uh, racism or um, someone trying to pick on you. You walk down a street, somebody calls you a name, you'll just laugh it off and just continue on your about what you're doing, as opposed to always intense radio. Oh, this guy is looked at me wrong. Okay, I'm going to show my manhood. I'm going to prove I'm the big guy here. I'm going to yeah. beat him up. You just don't care. You take it with a grain of salt. I'm like, okay, buddy, have a great day. Smile yeah. and move on. Yeah, well, you, you have a you have a connection to something bigger than than just those 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 base emotions mm -hmm. like usually when people get so triggered by what other people you know say to them or, or whatever they're they're clearly dealing with something yes, else absolutely underneath it and they're just venting on them for something yeah different. exactly they're, they're venting and then and then you get triggered because you're just sort of dealing with your own stuff mm -hmm. on the on, on the other end but uh but but i find when when people connect with something whether it's art or mm -hmm. sport or something you know just something other than the daily grind of life yes it gives an outlet for all of that stress, all oh, of that absolutely. upset and everything else, instead of just bottling it up and holding it inside. No, absolutely. You're 100% with that. And even uh, me and my wife run a boxing gym just uh, up here in uh, South Parkdale. And um, the kids just coming in, they're all pent up there, facing a lot of issues, um, external issues, family issues. Mm -hmm. And um, them just working out, um, throwing punches on a heavy bag, releasing some energy, some uh, pent-up aggression. Mm -hmm. They leave all happy and smiles. So um, through that, that actually gave us an idea to kind of start tracking that. So we have a book. Every athlete has a book. They uh, put in what they did every day in their workouts. And we just added, uh, what was your mood coming in and what was your mood leaving? Nice. So we found actually a, what a correlation there is from mm -hmm. um, before and after. A lot of them are coming in. They had a bad day at school. Oh, I was in the I got in trouble. Teacher yelled at me. Teacher hates me. Mm -hmm. For some reason, teachers hate every kid. Uh, <laughs> so um, after the workout, they're oh, they have the smiley face. They're happy. Yeah, it was a great day today. They totally forgot uh, what issues they were dealing with. 
Yeah. And um, it doesn't have to be boxing. It could be sport. Any any kind of activity. Just release something out. And, yeah. you know, they're, uh, they're all smiles and happy after that. So seeing that, we're like, well, you know what? There is definitely some... Because uh, all the time you hear these uh, research things, this and that, oh, exercise is good for the mind. Everybody takes a grain of salt. I don't believe anything I read. Yeah. But actually yeah. seeing the evidence is like, my goodness, there is something. Maybe I should start believing what I'm reading. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you know, and and you say you're working with students and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're not they're they're not getting in the ring and hitting each other. You're talking about like they're just doing. Yeah. Training and yeah. and I know this, but I just wanted to clarify that for for everybody else that it, it's about the training of it more yes. than more than anything else. They're not taking their front. It's not about taking your frustrations out on somebody else. It's mm-hmm. about taking out your your the, the, the physical energy that gets stored up from all the, the this emotional upset. Mm-hmm. Just having that that outlet for it is the is is the big thing. Absolutely, yes, absolutely, and you know even. Um, when those kids they start uh, getting their aggression out and they're like, hey, you know what, this is actually kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually getting good at uh, throwing the punches on the bag and that sort of stuff. So we asked them, would you like to jump in, try some sparring? Obviously, they're going to work with somebody more experienced who's mm-hmm. not going to blast them right off yeah. the bat. It's going to work with them, let them throw the punches at, the, at themselves, that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, it's kind of like a little bug. Um, mm. Once they get in there, start throwing like you know what? I want to take this a step further. I yeah. want to start competing. Right. So we've got uh, we see about uh, over two hundred kids a week, oh, and wow. um, our gym I think registered. We've had in the last three is close to a thousand people pass through through the gym. Wow. So from all of that, we have I would say maybe ten, twelve competitive athletes hmm. where they actually go and compete. So obviously with that, it's no more, okay, come hit the bag, have fun. Now it's regimented, okay, you're doing this much on the bag, I mm-hmm. want this intensity, I want this. Because now it's a sport, and yes. uh, they got to train to to win. And the difference mm-hmm. between boxing as a sport compared to other sports, there is a higher chance of getting hurt. Yeah. So that is why we're now, okay, we're stressing the importance of the proper training, that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And... As opposed to a kid comes in all smiles and happy. Okay, come on and hit the bag. Technique is okay. If it looks like a jab, it's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're doing it. You're doing good. But once you want to start competing, it's okay. The hand really has to come back up. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so let's. You know, you're talking about competing now. So I want to talk about your competing, mm-hmm. and and mindset. So you getting in the ring. How do you actually prepare mentally for it? Well, for me, I was uh, a bit different. A lot of guys um, over the years that I went on uh, trips with in tournaments, some guys, um, you can tell they're a nervous wreck off the bat. Hmm. And uh, some of them will start puking. Some of them are shaking. Some guys will start getting warmed up three hours before it's fight time. To me, I also like spending your energy and all those things. Hmm. I would always lay cool, lay calm. Mind you, I am praying my ass off in my mind. I'm like, oh, please help me, man. please, please, please. But um, I would try to not to think about the fight until uh, about 10 minutes before. That's um, when I get into that zone and um, nothing could affect me or anything like that. Uh, anybody who's always seen me warm up in the change room, I'm cracking jokes and everything. Yeah, I have my boots on and my 
competition gear on. My hands are wrapped, but I'm laughing, joking, going to my warm up. But about ten minutes before, but it's two fights before me. Okay, I know it's time, mm-hmm. and that's when I shut everybody out and is just focusing on the game plan and a few more prayers too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so there's a couple things that you brought up there. One, the idea that you know you you're you're doing those prayers like, oh please God, you know, like really kind of help me with this. So, so not just this whole mentality of okay, I'm just going to go out there and crush it and blah 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 mm. blah blah, right? No, absolutely not. Like everything, you have to have um, a game plan. Um, even if you're competing at a novice level or an elite level, mm-hmm. level representing your country, you always have to have an idea. And if you break it down, sure, you know, boxing, this guy's going to come out and throw punches at me. He's going to try to take my head off. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone from the outside looking in thinks. Mm-hmm. But going in, you got to have some kind of a strategy. You know, okay, you know what? I have to come up first, get a quick lead, and let's see how the fight rolls from there. Okay, I've seen this guy before. All right, this is what he tends to do, so-and-so, okay, I'm either going to capitalize on it or I'm going to try to avoid putting myself in situations where he's going to capitalize with his strengths. Right. So it becomes kind of um, a chess a chess match. Um, yeah, enormously technical. Yes, very, very technical. Um, every action will have some kind of a reaction. Yeah. So some of the reactions, you are going to get hit. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> and uh, your goal is to, to minimize that uh as much as possible but then again there's so many other factors um you got the crowd going on sometimes opponents are not going to they're not going to adhere to your game plan that you had set out prior to uh stepping foot in the ring mm-hmm. um you could be expecting your guy you've seen him before he's going to come straight forward going to throw a lot of hooks bell rings he's running away moving 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 then now what your game plan has to change right so it's um and more so, actually, the crowd. Um, I'm gonna admit to uh, a few times you um, you get caught up with the crowd, especially um, if you're in a very very entertaining fight. Um, you hear the crowd roaring and screaming and yelling <laughs> and this, so you kind of build on that, and you yeah, um, you're like, these guys are cheering for me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I've had that a few countries I boxed in where. Um, I drew the the hometown, the home country guy type mm-hmm. of thing, and um, going in with just attitude. You know what? Forget. I'm just gonna box my ass off, and I'm gonna win these guys over. Yeah. And a few occasions, a couple of times, I got the decisions. A couple of times, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, the crowd was happy, and that's what uh, more so they're happy because I performed to my abilities, to my best. Yeah. And. Um, you can always take, uh, be at peace with that, regardless yeah. of whatever the outcome is. Yeah, the that's moment, beautiful. Yeah, the moment you uh, finish a fight, okay, always, if the decision went to you, you're like, great, I did good, on to the next. But if the decision went against you, you're like, shit, I should have done this. Mm-hmm. That. The moment that happens, that means you, you, you'll be sad and upset about the loss, not because of the decision or anything, but because you could have done something else. Yeah. So if you leave it all out, um, you know, you just come up with a smile, happy. You know what? Yeah. I did what I could do. Exactly. You did your best. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so great. This is another piece that you, you talked about was 10 minutes before. Mm-hmm. So you know, what I actually really got from that was the idea that um, you, you're, you're not focusing on the future mm-hmm. and expending a lot of energy focusing on the future 
leading up before the fight, you're sitting around, you're relaxed, you're cracking jokes and, and everything else instead of, you know, like you said, warming up three hours before the fight. Yeah. You're, you're, you're expending a lot of uh, mental energy and that's by, exactly by being, by, by just living, you know, three hours into the future instead mm-hmm. of, you know, spending your, your time just being, being who you are, having some fun, relaxing. And then, you know, 10 minutes before is when you start doing that that prep. And when you talk about getting in the zone, you know, the zone is all about um, being hyper present in the moment. Mm -hmm. So what I hear there too is, is what you're doing there is you're still not actually like, I guess like, are you doing like some uh, vision work in terms of what's going to be happening? Yeah. Like I'm basically kind of going, all right, my strength, I'm a counter puncher. Okay. I'm Mm going to get this guy to throw throw his punches at me. I'm going to get out of the way, counter the living crap out of him, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And uh, like you mentioned earlier, like um, thinking too much, that's exhausting. Uh, and so yeah. that's part of the reason why I would keep everything as close to the, to the fight as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't want to expend any energy. Yeah. Um, I have no idea how this fight is going to turn out in a sense. Okay, is it going to be a high tempo? Are we really going to go at it? Mind you, it's in my control um, to do that if I please to. If I have a lead, I can sit back and counter and mm-hmm. pick my shots and win the fight and go on to the next fight uh, the next day mm-hmm. or as okay you're gonna get some guy who just wants to bully his way in and take your head off you're gonna have to change your game you're gonna have to hit him hard yeah. kind of slow him down like hey i'm here you little prick let's <laughs> you know i'm not no pushover yeah so um i'm always thinking thinking that if i expand my energy i'm gonna have nothing left in yeah you know, so it's, um, like you're saying, not thinking about the future of the what ifs. You got to go with the, the present time. Yeah. Obviously, if um, I'm fighting up, say, Edmonton or something, and it's minus 40, I'm going to have, I'm going to warm up a bit longer, lo- that sort <laughs> of, of thing. But uh, yeah. boxing being a, a summer Olympic sport, um, the majority of the countries we went to is plus 30. Yeah. So um, I'm already warmed up just walking into the arena. Mm-hmm. I'm dripping sweat already. So. Yeah. It wasn't uh, a matter that, okay, I really need to be prepared. But again, everybody's different. Um, one of our kids, he really needs to be dripping sweat before he goes in. And uh, right now, um, he's still at the provincial level. So he's just fighting a lot now. It's going to be minus 20 soon. Yeah. So that's why, okay, we really got to warm up, get out the pads, get out the ropes, everything. So yeah. it's about, for him, it takes about an hour. Mm. And then, then he's into the into the zone focused and now goes on and competes. Right, right. So, so now, like, take us through to now you're in the ring mm. and you're getting hit. Is what is going on in your mind in that in that time? Can I swear? Uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, the first thing, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, um, you feel, you know, you, you got hit. You're like, shit, you actually hit me. Um, yeah. But it's not like, oh my God, like a panic situation. Okay, I got to get you back. I'm now down a point. Yeah. I got to get that back at you and I got to deliver more. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, especially before the round ends, I want my opponent going back into the corner feeling degraded, feeling shit. I just mm-hmm. got clocked. This guy is here to stay type of thing. So um, as mental, like as physical as boxing is, there's a huge mental mental component um there's always a saying um finish the fight harder and faster than how you started mm, interesting. so every minute every 30 seconds or so every round 
you're going to pick up the tempo, pick up the pace. And uh, you're going to finish the fight. First round, say you threw 100 punches. Last round, you're going to throw at least 250 punches. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, you got to get your opponent to beat him mentally. Right. And uh, as, as far as the physical um, the pain, you can say, from, from the punches yeah. and stuff, um, you really, you feel the aftermath after, um, mm -hmm. during the fight, um, you're like, oh, okay, I felt that, I got clocked or something like that, sure. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing like, um, frig, oh, I need to take a timeout, this hurts, it's yeah. not... You're, like you're, the, you're, putting the, you're putting the pain aside. Yeah, like the adrenaline and everything is there. After yeah. the fight, sure, okay, I'm like, oh, my head hurts, my nose is sore, I'm like, you got a little yeah. black eye, this, that, my hands are sore. Yeah. So, but uh, with all the drill and everything going on, um, you really can't think of that. Um, the moment you think of that or stray from um, the task at hand, you're going to get hit again. So hyper-focus is what you're talking about? Absolutely. you got to be completely focused. Uh, get all the distractions aside. And mind you, you got a referee in there too. He can play a game too. you got to keep him outside. Um, some guys like to fight on the inside. Okay. Um, you might get a referee who's very keen on breaking you guys up if you guys are too close. Mm. So that's something I'm to put on the side and forget about. Say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna work from the outside. Right. Come up with a different plan. Adapt. That's what uh, you gotta really do. So, um, how how us put this question? So, if so, percentage wise, how much would you say is mental, and how much would you say is reactionary based on your based on training is what i mean by reactionary reaction um oh, that's a tough one uh, i would like reaction because that comes naturally after years yeah because it's, years, it's not it's, like you're you're not thinking yeah. lots and lots and lots of training to be able mm -hmm. to get to a point of uh it's called un unconscious competence yes. where it's just a, a high level of positive reaction mm -hmm. right yeah and um yeah, like it's a lot, like repetition. I think they say what yeah. ten thousand hours of yeah, doing 10, something, hours. you become a, a master of it. Yeah. Um, just like that in boxing. Um, yeah, you know, okay, that straight punch, I'm gonna pull out and come back with my straight. Yeah, by the time you think and do it, it's gone. It's too late. Yeah. So you've got to react to it as it happens. Um, exactly, which is why I asked this question because you're talking so much about the amount of thought that happens, you know, like almost every second you're, you're having to um, create something with it, pull out something from your game plan based on what the opponent has actually mm -hmm. done. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so this is a tough question. Oh, <laughs> it really is. I mean, um, and I'm trying to break it down and thinking, but uh, a lot of things is just your body reacts. Um, yeah. You can think before the round begins, or if there's a couple of seconds where you, you and your opponent are both moving, mm -hmm. you can kind of think, okay, you know, I gotta push him to that corner a little bit. Um, the judges are more visible there. Let me let me get some points while while he's cornered. But um, when in the middle of it, or if you've got like a high a bar a barn burner kind of fight, there is yeah. no time to think. You are just throwing and yeah, you know you. You're getting hit like shit. I'm gonna get this back. I'm gonna give you twofold. Right. <laughs> so, so it sounds like there's um there there's there's an 
a real balance between the two, almost like a flowing yes. back and forth because of the unconscious competence. I, mm-hmm. I, I would also say that that sounds like it's there in the mindset also because you've been in the ring so much mm-hmm. that the thoughts that go through your head, how you're computing what's going on is yes. based on all of the previous experience, not just dealing with, oh my God, okay, well, I've never seen something like mm-hmm. this before. It's like, okay, well, this is happening, you know, X is happening, so I know to do Y. So you're able to, yeah. to, to do it very quickly. And only when you go back to your corner, when you've got that time out, mm-hmm. can you sit and analyze exactly what's going on to sort of like, lack of a better phrase, load a new program yeah. to go back in to, to be completely present in the moment and this is this is what i find is, is fascinating it's why i actually asked the question mm-hmm. is because you know this whole thing of being in the the the, the zone and the present moment uh, about being you know not thinking so much mm-hmm. right just having that reactionary um way of being this adds a different dimension to it that i don't think is spoken about very much because there is the mental thing of, mm-hmm. of um the, the thought process that's happening but it's a very it's it's, it's almost rote mm-hmm. in terms of what's happening, but it's not rote, yeah. right? Like a lot of people think, oh, okay, boxers, you guys are dumb, big brutes who just uh, use hands for clubs to break somebody down. But mm. there's a whole science behind it. There's a whole mental aspect. Um, you've got to take everything calculated risks. Cal- yeah, it's calculated risks. That's, mm-hmm. that's a brilliant way of putting it. Yeah. And, even, and sometimes, too, nothing's going to go your way. Um, I remember I was fighting in in Mexico and the guy I had, I hit him with the kitchens, every single thing. I hit him, I hit him, I cut him up. It was, I don't even know why, how to let the fight still continue. And I'm getting on the, getting exhausted from hitting this guy. So I'm in the fifth round and I'm actually, I'm left-handed. So I'm a a southpaw boxer. So my Mm. right hand is out in front. Uh, fifth round comes, I'm like, fuck this, I'm just, I'm going to switch orthodox, throw a left hook, maybe something will happen. Yeah. I switched orthodox, landed the left hook, fight was over. That was, <laughs> I was so thankful because I had another three rounds to go after that. And I'm exhausted from hitting this guy. And he just kept coming forward and forward, just wouldn't stop. I, I have no idea how he survived all that. <laughs> so once I turned orthodox, landed that left hook, out he went. And... Going back to that whole calculated risk and mental and everything like that, sometimes you gotta you gotta change up out of um, spur of the moment. If nothing else is working, mm. try something. So yeah. with orthodox, it worked well. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, thank you so much for coming in for this. This has been mm. a really great conversation. Um, uh, amazing, amazing time here today. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, well, you're more than welcome. So you were talking about working with the kids, mm-hmm. and uh, so you're, what you're talking about is the, the charity. Yes. With uh, that, that your wife Miranda also yes. is part of. Do you want to, um, in perfect little time, give a little spiel about it? Okay, please? so um, MJKO, Mentoring Juniors Kids Organization, so we teach a sport of uh, non-contact boxing. Um, we teach uh, kids to be a healthy, active lifestyle, we teach them about nutrition, and we have um, like social aspects too. So we teach them life skills such as how to dress for an interview, ace an interview, that sort of stuff, and uh, manners. So nice. our, uh, our 
our mandate is to obviously give them um, a, a workout, uh, phys physical fitness base, but also be community champions. So we uh, we ask all our all our kids. You have to go to the community. You have to go volunteer. You have to give back to the community. I mean, nice. um, that's so important, especially uh, with coaches. The coaches are the biggest volunteers ever. Um, I'm looking back at all the coaches who spent countless hours taking me to, to tournaments, to fights, uh, sparring, training me. I mean, they devote a lot of time. And, um, you know, for a lot of people, if it wasn't for um, sport and volunteerism of um, these coaches and people, they, they would not be where they are today. So, I mean, society right now can be very, very, very tough outside if you don't have a great support system. So mm -hmm. I believe that the MJKO... Um, that uh, we're a big open family. Um, our program is totally free for uh, for under eighteen, and uh, and um, we're in three schools in the Parkdale, uh, South Parkdale, and uh, everyone's uh, welcome to come on in and try. And how can they find out more information? Uh, they can a website visit our website, website? mjko.ca, or uh, info at mjko.ca, or. Um, can email myself from Miranda at Miranda.kamal at mjko.ca or Ibrahim.kamal at mjko.ca. You can follow us on our Facebook page, on Twitter, and Instagram as well. Yeah, everybody, please do all of those things. The program that they've got there is is really incredible. We I don't do this whole thing where people get to you know sell from sell from the from, from their chair, but this is this is really good stuff. I've seen the work that you that, that you guys are doing and it's it's really beautiful. So thank you on behalf of the Parkdale community, which we're actually sitting in right now, for uh, for that work that you're doing. Oh thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And if you want to know more about what's happening with me and the Uncommon Life, you can follow on social media at Stuart in Flow or at Uncommon Life Podcast. And we'll chat again soon.